Welcome back to the Lyricast Snippet. As usual, my name is Jeffrey Way. Uh, you know, often when I record this podcast, I click record and I don't necessarily have much of a game plan. Um, actually, it's probably pretty clear to you, but today uh, I have a general idea of where I'd like to go. So a couple of days ago on social media, I put out a general poll. Uh, it's a programming question. And I asked, what's the best argument for why enforced visibility and by that, I mean when you add the private or protected or public keyword to a class method. What's the best argument for why enforced visibility is better than, quote, leave this alone underscore conventions? And if you're not familiar with that, that is a convention where you apply an underscore before the method name as a signal to the end user that, hey, this probably isn't meant for you. You can call it if you want, but... Buyer beware, this is mostly meant for internal use. It's not officially part of our public API. It could change, so you probably shouldn't be calling this. And I worded this question in a specific way. I always find it interesting. When I put out programming questions like this, the replies almost always take one of three shapes. The first shape is usually something along the lines of, uh, I, don't, I don't exactly know. I can't verbalize why, but... That's what they do, and so it's what I will do. So from that perspective, it's usually a sort of appeal to authority. I don't really know, but everyone else is doing it. They are doing it. PSR 12 is recommending it, and I certainly don't want to be the odd man or woman out, so that's what I will do. That's a very common response. And to be fair, I don't think anyone wants to be in this particular group. It just turns out that way. None of us wants to feel like we don't know why we're doing what we're doing. And yet it still turns out that way sometimes. Okay, so that's shape number one. The second form usually is some variation of, quote, protect the newcomers. This is super common. Whenever I ask any question that's somewhat um, controversial, you would be shocked by the number of replies that make reference to protecting newcomers. And I'll be honest with you, I hate this argument. And that's not to say there isn't any validity to the idea. There's probably something there, but just in general, it crops up so often that it makes me suspicious. And you know what? Here it is. The problem I have is it always takes the form of, well, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about them. I can figure this out. I understand. But them, they are going to need my help. And if we don't steer them, they're going to go off a cliff. So I'm fine and you might be fine, but we need to protect them. And I don't know. I think that's a little too dismissive for my taste. So for example, oh, and actually real quick, by the way, I'm not fully in either camp. So I'm not pushing for a more primitive underscore approach and I'm not being a super evangelist for enforced visibility. It's just a question to get people talking. And we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Anyways, so using our visibility example, how much of a problem is it really that newcomers may not immediately make the connection that an underscore before a method name means it's uh, effectively private. And based on the replies I received, it's a significant concern because it kept cropping up over and over. And yet, you know what? I think that can be solved in about five seconds. I think that can be solved with a simple, oh, hey, if there's an underscore before the method, that means you probably should leave it alone. Done. 
I think we underestimate people a little too much. I think they can figure that out in about two seconds. And even if you don't say anything, when they see that underscore, I think most people would say, hmm, I'm not familiar with that. Why don't we quickly Google it? And then they know it for the rest of their life. As an example, I don't think I've used that particular approach. I have no problem with it, but I just haven't used that convention of uh, underscore method names. I haven't used it probably in over a decade. And even then, it was probably for some kind of JavaScript thing. And yet I still immediately know what it refers to. And everyone I know immediately knows what it refers to. So this idea that we need to protect the newcomers, no. We need to say one sentence to the newcomers, and then they also will know it for life. So I don't think that's much of an argument. And yet it still crops up. Okay, so we have two shapes. The third shape, the third shape of reply that was most prominent. And again, I notice this for any programming question I might ask. The third shape is, is a good one. It's a good, thoughtful, reasonable approach that answers the question. And I'll give you a couple of actual replies. Here's one from Mohammed, who works on the Laravel team. He said, IDEs won't show private functions for use in public scope. That's my only reason. Fair enough. That is a big win. If nothing else, there are substantial tooling benefits to be had from adopting enforced visibility. Let's see. I'm browsing my feed here. Here's another one from Sean McCool. If you work with 100 plus developers on a code base of over 100,000 lines, then you will certainly choose to use the language idiomatically for many reasons. For example, using the language reaps benefits, again, from any tooling that has that expectation. But for small teams, anything goes. And then uh, let's see, he continues, the underscore convention doesn't enable communication of protected status versus private. So you may need to create an additional convention of some kind to allow authors to designate methods available to user land through inheritance. So yeah, that's a good, thoughtful, reasonable explanation I can get behind. So yeah, if you go through that feed, I think you will be shocked by how they all generally fit into one of these three categories. And again, those categories are some form of appeal to authority. The second one is protect newcomers because they don't know as much as we do. So a little arrogance there. And then three, good, thoughtful, reasonable explanations. And obviously with that third shape being the most uh, useful. And actually, as I go over this, there is a fourth shape that I often see. And that fourth shape is something like, why are you even asking this question? And this is the one that I am far and away the most suspicious of. When you ask a programming question and the response doesn't answer the question, but instead critiques the author for having the nerve to ask it in the first place. And this is too prominent across the board. This is not limited to programming, but we're going we're gonna to keep it laser focused here. And this is certainly not a good thing. We never want to, to foster or create an environment where you can't have a basic conversation about code without um, either feelings getting hurt or people feeling like you are attacking their way of life, which is, of course, ridiculous. And yet it still happens. Oscar Wilde once wrote a letter, and I'm going to butcher it, of course, but he said something along the lines of, we need to have the ability to gracefully play with ideas. At least it's something like that. Actually, let me look this up right now. Um, one second. Uh, in a letter, Oscar Wilde wrote, the fact, and this is a quote, the fact that you didn't get a degree is nothing, but you never acquired what is sometimes called the university manner. I take that to mean the ability to play gracefully with ideas. 
I think that's disappearing from our culture. Again, that, of course, I don't think Oscar Wilde was talking about uh, programming conversation. He was talking about something much, much broader. But still, it applies to every facet of our life. And yeah, I do find it interesting how frequently we, and by the way, myself included here, how frequently we tend to form groups and then plant our feet in the sand and cover up our ears, as if that's useful in any way, and yet we still do it over and over, even down to basic, silly conversations about code. It's not good, and yet we still do it. So that's why I often ask questions like this, not because I'm, I'm fighting for a particular side, because I'm really not, but more of just general curiosity. There's no shortage of things that I also do, um, not because I have a strong conviction, but because, well, this is just what we do. And again, nobody wants to admit that, but sometimes emulation is just part of the job. And that's why every once in a while, when we have people who very much step outside the circle, uh, they, they, they make big waves. But you know what? Whenever you do have these conversations where, where there is a generosity on both sides, everyone, maybe this is a little preachy, but everyone walks away from it in a better position than they were before. So even down to the most basic of questions like this, talking about something as boring as, as, as class and object visibility, if you go through that thread, there's good responses in both ways. And by the way, if you're not familiar with any, any valid uh, argument in favor of underscores, like if we have private and protected, why would you ever reach for something we, we haven't used in years in certain languages? Uh, mostly that would come down to just greater, greater freedom. So, for example, if you label something as private, again, that is a signal to the user. This is, this is for me. This is for us. This is for internal use. You don't need to be calling this. It's not something I'm exposing to the outside world, which is totally fair. Uh, the underscore approach is kind of the same thing, but there's a slight tweak to it. The underscore approach says, look, this is for me or us or our team. We're using it. It's not, it's not officially part of the public API. We are not vouching that there won't be a breaking change here. So you really shouldn't be calling this. But if, if you know what you're doing, you're an adult, I'm not going to stop you. So do whatever you want. But at the same time, don't you come crying to me if your code broke because we changed something here. Because I told you that this was effectively private and you knew what you were doing, right? So it's just a slight tweak to the conversation. One side says, you are not allowed to do this. The other side says, you really shouldn't be doing this, but maybe you have a good reason to, so do what you must. You know, it's a slight simplification, but it does boil down to to what extent you provide freedom to the user of your code. And what I think you end up finding is, depending upon the project size and the team size and the company, that freedom you want to provide will vary. So if I'm working by myself there may not be some enormous benefit. Or in other words, it might just end up being a wash because I am potentially the only person ever using this code. Uh, but again, if you're working on maybe a package that millions of people pull in, well, things are going to be a little different. If you're working, as Sean said, in a company with 100 people all contributing to the code every day, maybe you're going to have different systems in place to, to ensure that things don't get out of hand. And all of those are perfectly reasonable approaches and justifications. All right, that's it for me. This is the Laracast Snippet. My name is Jeffrey Way. Come have a look at Laracast.com. Say hi on the forum. And until next time, I'll see you later. <laughs>